Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Pro-Kremlin Twitter Trolls Take Aim at Robert Mueller by Issy Lepowski The dense network of pro-Kremlin Twitter accounts, tracked by the group Alliance for Securing Democracy, has spent the last year spreading chaos and discord about topics as diverse as NFL players refusing to stand during the national anthem and Al Franken's alleged sexual misconduct. It was only a matter of time, then, before the troll army set its sights on special counsel Robert Mueller. On the website Hamilton 68, the alliance tracks some 600 Twitter accounts it says are associated with a Russia-linked influence network. According to newly released figures, in the month of December, by far the most popular articles shared by the trolls aimed to undermine Mueller and the Department of Justice's investigation into Russian interference. In fact, 16% of the articles shared by those accounts between December 9 and December 31 were related in some way to the so-called deep state, the bulk of which aimed to discredit Mueller. That's a lot of tweets, considering the site analyzes some 20,000 tweets a day. It's a volume of conversation that, in late November, was reserved for the right's favorite punching bag, Hillary Clinton. The Hamilton 68 team keeps its list of suspected Kremlin trolls secret, but it consists of a balance between openly pro-Russia accounts like Sputnik and RT, as well as bot accounts run by troll factories and other accounts that consistently amplify pro-Russia themes. Founded by former FBI agent Clint Watts and J.M. Berger, a researcher focused on extremist propaganda, Hamilton 68 has been up and running since August, But December's onslaught represents the biggest uptick in attacks on Mueller yet. I don't think we've ever seen as much concentrated activity on that topic, says Brett Schaefer, a research analyst with the Alliance. It's been trending steadily upwards since we started this. That the Russian propaganda network would step up its battle with Mueller in December stands to reason. It coincides with a cascade of news stories about the investigation beginning with former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn pleading guilty to lying to the FBI on December 1. Later that same month, news broke that two FBI agents associated with the investigation had called the president an idiot in a text message exchange. News Schaefer says the Twitter troll network was quick to jump on. 
It also happens to track almost exactly alongside another infamous Twitter troll's recent interest in Mueller. During the month of December, during which there was a major Senate race in Alabama, a new tax bill, and a holiday, the president tweeted about the Mueller investigation in some form or another 17 times. That's up from tweeting about it just three times in November. Schaefer acknowledges there definitely occasionally is a correlation between the president's tweets and the Hamilton 68 network. As is often the case, though, it's difficult to tell where the ever-circulating feedback loop between the president, the press, and the trolls begins. Maybe the media arouses the president's sudden interest in a topic, which then rallies the Twitter trolls to action. Or perhaps the sudden uptick in online noise about a given subject seeps into the media, eventually inspiring the presidential tweets. Wherever it starts, there's no denying the synchronous relationship between the president's account and this broader network. As for what exactly the Twitter accounts are sharing, Schaefer says it's very rarely explicitly fake news. More often, it's articles from hyper-hyper-partisan alt-right sites, including Gateway Pundit and True Pundit. The top stories these accounts shared in December contained headlines like, From a legal perspective, Mueller's investigation is dead. Here's why. And, Another Mueller investigator comes under scrutiny. Attorney on Russia probe is revealed to have previously represented the Clinton Foundation. In other cases, they seem intent on spreading rumors that prove irresistible to the alt-right Internet. A popular recent example. On Wednesday, January 3rd, the second most shared article by the pro-Kremlin network was Executive from Comey's former hedge fund and family killed in Costa Rica plane crash. Now, Schaefer says, it's beginning to gain traction in the dark corners of Reddit. It's taking a minor thread of a story and making that the story— usually with a headline that isn't backed up by what's in the text, Schaefer says. Studied in bulk, these are transparently manufactured attempts to create a groundswell of outrage that reaches the broader public, the press, and eventually even the president. But when the average Twitter user encounters one of these accounts, it's not so easy to see the manipulations. The work of groups like the Alliance help the public observe the changing whims of this online collective. In a world in which online conversation shapes public opinion, and in some cases policy, it's more important than ever to take a closer look at who or what shaped that conversation to begin with. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.